Hi and welcome to the Happier by the Minute podcast with Stacey Yates Seller. Please enjoy these short snippets that are going to give you lessons on positive psychology. They are easy to understand and easy to put into your life because the more you know, the better you are. And the more you practice, the happier you'll be. Thanks. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. I am super excited that you are here. I have so much to get to. I don't even know if I'm going to get through it all, but I am talking about one of my favorite books, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakiani. Okay, I have kind of a brain crush on him and everything that he's doing for the world is super amazing. And so I'm going to try to get 10,000 billion um, brilliant ideas that he is putting out into the world through himself and through the cache of amazing people that he's putting together in this tiny little half an hour. Um, But he starts with the question, what if you gave yourself permission to question everything you know and throw out all the pieces that hold you back? What? Okay, why not? Okay, this is so cool. Then he says, what if everything we think we know about how the world works, our ideas of love, education, spirituality, work, happiness, love, are based on rules? Okay, don't be offended, but that means bullshit rules. Okay, you had me a rules vision that get passed from generation to generation and are long past their expiration date. Okay, kind of interesting. What does that mean? Okay, here is Vision. That's his picture. He started something called Mind Valley University or mindvalley.com. And there he's brought together a cache of really amazing speakers. Um, and that's how I found John and Missy Butcher and Lifebook. And Lifebook is actually on my vision board, which I'm going through, and it's just unbelievable. Uh, Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote Conversations with God, there's little mini classes at Mind Valley where you can um, listen to just the most brilliant people Jeffrey Allen and his energy work, uh, Shrikamar Rao, um, Eric Edmides. I've been through uh, his Wild Fit. Quest, which is amazing and will totally make you rethink and question about health and fitness. Um, Jim Quick, how to have a super mind. So please, I could literally be here for 45 days telling you all the great stuff. Um, And this is not paid. I just am super excited about what I'm learning. They're putting together a Mind Valley University in Tallinn, Estonia, um, which I will be going to in three weeks with my whole family. And I'm bringing my mom and my nieces. So it's really, really cool. And I will be doing um, some vlogging from there. So um, as soon as I get it up, it'll be hashtag follow me to Talon. So anyway, let's get started on the code of the extraordinary mind because there is so, so much to talk about. In the book, he talks about 10 unconventional laws to redefine your life and succeed on your own terms. Remember, we've talked about if you don't follow your own dreams, you're going to be following somebody else's dreams, and you're going to be working for them to make their dreams come true. And I know you, you're here because you want your dreams to come true. When I read this book recently, 
I was so, I was not shocked, but I was so excited to be validated that all the things I've been teaching are all the same things that Vision is teaching and, and John and Missy Butcher and Eric and Jeffrey Allen, like they're all, we're, we're this tribe of people who are all trying to just, um, just repackage all this amazing information and get it to as many people as we can, again, to redefine your life and live on your own terms. So he breaks out this book. Um, in four parts. And part one is living in the culture scape. Part two, the awakening. Part three, recoding yourself. And part four, becoming extraordinary. Now, a lot of you who've been on these huddles before, you're going to see a lot of familiar things, but we cannot hear it enough because remember, the more we know, the better we do, but it takes practice. And so the more we get this into our brains, the more light we push in, then the more darkness we push out. So part one, living in the culture scape. So transcending the culture scape. And so what he talks about is this culture scape is what you live in and how you've become and the world that you've created. And that is all based on this lens that is just layers and layers and layers of stories and truths and beliefs that you created in your whole life from all the people that have come before you, your parents, your culture, your religion, your city, your state, um, all of those things. And so again, one of my favorite words you hear me say over and over again is self-awareness. And this is sort of a broader awareness of where all that's coming from. Uh, again, in part one, um, the second law is question brules. Like I said, Vision had me at brules because it is really questioning these bullshit rules that I have said over and over again to so many people. Like, is that a rule that you really need to live by? Is it, it, does it have an expiration date? Has it expired? So for example, one of the ones that in our tribe, most of us talk about over and over again are you know, that we have these rules or these beliefs that good grades equals good college equals a good job equals good money and that equals a good life. And that's not really true. You know, a lot of people that get good grades and they don't get into a good college and they don't get a good job and or if they get all of those things and then they get good money, but you know, they don't have a good life. So why don't we just get rid of all of those in-between things and just go for the good life? And really, we talk about end goals and means goals later. He does, and, and we'll explain that. But really, it just let's focus on the good life. Let's not focus on the good grades. Honestly, there's so much research, and I will definitely be doing lots of um, huddles about education and how it's changing. Um, but we know that good grades don't always equal a good life. So let's, re, let's change those. What are your rules that you still hang on to about school? about work. Oh, you have to work 70 hours a week to be able to be successful. You have to be making a lot of money to be successful. You have to, um, you have to give up your personal life so that you can be successful. Are those rules that you hang on religion? Just because it was your mom's religion and your grandmother's religion and your grandmother's grandmother's religion, does it need to be your religion? Does it work for you? Parenting, just because it worked for your grandparents to spank their children, does it mean that that's the rule that you want for yourself? Is that the person that you want to be? 
And then diet. Oh my gosh, that uh, diet and nutrition is, is, is like the original fake news, right? Like at first it was, you can never eat fat. And then it's, you know, eat more fats and eat a lot of kale. And then there's too much kale. So there's a lot of rules that we follow that we, that aren't working for us. So, you know, we were eating a lot of non-fat and we were getting fatter, but nobody stopped to say, is this really working for us? I don't, I don't really think this is working for us. And so now, of course, people are finally doing it and that rule is changing. So what are bullshit rules that aren't working anymore for you? Question, question the ones that aren't working for you. See, I already knew what I was going to say. Um, so question, question, question. Um, this is so important because it's gonna tell you which rules you wanna follow and which ones you don't. And so here's the Brule test. And again, there is so much in this book. This is just a tiny, tiny little synopsis of it. So it's a great book, please get it. But here are some things to think about until you get it. Is it a bullshit rule if it is based on positive, it is based on positive assumptions about humidity, humidity. Yeah, I'm not perfect either. Humanity. Or is it based on negative assumptions about humanity? Are you judging other people and communities and cultures and colors and religions and economic status? Like judgment is one of the most painful things. And judgment is based on mostly bullshit rules or ideas or beliefs that came from somewhere else and they just were created in our brain. So is it based on positive or negative assumptions about humanity? Does it violate the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I mean, really, would you want someone yelling at you if you accidentally cut them off? Yikes. Um, I heard a great podcast, um, and and I can't remember her name, but I'll 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 put it in one of my um, uh, in Instagram posts. But she said, "Like other, or just like them," she uses, and she says, "Just like them, I accidentally cut people off. Just like them, I get tired and make mistakes." Just like them, I take a long time in the grocery line. Like, just like them. When you start to get annoyed with somebody, use the just like them. I really love that. Um, anyway, uh, number three, is it a cultural or religious rule? I mean, that right there will just tell you, is it a rule that has been just ingrained in my brain and I'm supposed to follow because I'm told I'm supposed to follow it? So just think about it. Just question. Just question it. It might be fine. But number four is the big one. Oh, no. Number five is the big one. I lied. Um, number four, is it based on choice or contagion? So is it based on what you're choosing or is it based on what's all around you? But number five is the big one. Does it serve my happiness? So if it violates the golden rule and if it's based on a religious rule, but it is making you really unhappy and angry and unsatisfied, it's pretty clear it's not a real rule that you have to follow. So part two is the awakening. 
the power to choose your version of the world. And we talk about this a lot in the huddle and all the previous ones. And all of these are tools. This isn't just about learning the lesson, but we take a minute to actually do the practice because just knowing it isn't going to change it. And just hearing this one time isn't going to change it, which is why we do this every week. And again, if you want to tune in and see the old ones, you can subscribe at Happier by the Minute and you can see them. And you can go through the exercises and they're all only half an hour because we want to get in and get out and make it super quick. Law number three, consciously choose what to accept or reject. Remember, this is the whole thing of wake up. We talked about this last week about intentionally planning your life. So many people, okay, it might even be you, wake up and go, how did I get here? How did I get here? What happened? What was I doing? What was I thinking? Stop. We're not going to do that anymore. Right now, today, this minute, all of you people on here, you have no excuse. Once you know, you cannot unknow. You are now going to live intentionally. You are going to intentionally decide what 10 years from now is going to look like. And you are going to use the tools, whether it's this one, whether it's Mind Valley, whether it's the code of the extraordinary mind, whether it's a thousand other people in podcasts that are trying to offer tools about living a better life and to live an awakened, intentional life, living consciously. You are going to do it starting today. Law number four is there are new models of reality through belief change. And of course, you know, we, the watch uh, number three huddle was all about mindset and Carol Dweck. You're going to hear a ton of people talk about Carol Dweck, mindset, mind chatter. And then there are ways to combat that through the tools of positive psychology, gratitude, optimism, optimism and gratitude are learned through practice. They are not just something you're born with, and they are not something you just wake up doing. So gratitude, optimism, mindset, how to actually reframe your mindset and change it. There are tools. Again, there's huddles, but there's a thousand things on, on YouTube that can help you too. So it doesn't have to be mine or vision or anything, but there are out there. And so it's about finding the one that really works for you. Um, and affirmations and visualization big fan, uh, visualization, that's my vision board, do it all the time. Um, actually, um, there's just, there's so many things that we can, that we can do. And it's really exciting. Law number five is the new systems for living through habit change. And again, there's exercises in his book. Um, one of them is non-negotiable set points. So what are the set points in your life that are non-negotiable? You know, that I am going to weigh 140 pounds and that's non-negotiable. If I drop below that, I got to do something. So what are the non-negotiable set points? As soon as I start losing, losing communication with my husband and it looks like this, that's non-negotiable. We got to start doing something. So know what those set points are. That is about living consciously and that is being awake. Part three then is recoding yourself and it's transforming your inner world. And so he talks about bending reality. And so a way to bend reality, of course, is stop attaching happiness to your goals. What? Okay. So stop attaching happiness to your goals. And I'm going to talk about that in the next slide too. But if you are talking about, um, I can't be happy until I have that car, that house, that marriage, that, um, that job, 
you got to stop attaching happiness to your goals. We talk a lot about that and we're going to talk further about it um, because law number seven is live in discipline. Now, what he means by that is be happy now. What are the things that you need to do to be happy now, regardless of the house, regardless of the car, regardless of love? What do you need? And I do another huddle, and I'm not just trying to sell all the huddles, but there's so many great tools in them. And number nine huddle is eight to great. And that one is all about living a great life is just the accumulation of a bunch of great days. And so what is it going to take to have a great day? And so we do an exercise in that one, which is what are the eight things that you need to do every day, whether they're big or small, they're usually just small things. You know, you're not getting a new job every day. What are the small things that you need to do every day, eight things that at the end of the day, you're going to say, that was a great day. That was a great day. I'm moving forward. Like for me, connecting with my family, doing something to learn, doing something to move forward and teaching other people. Those little things, meditating, gratitude, affirmations. If I check those things off at the end of the day, which by the way, can take 30 seconds, I'm going to know I had a great day. And then I'm going to know 10 years from now when I'm at the place I want, I'm going to say, I intentionally, I know that I was happy on December 14th in 2018 because I was very intentional and I knew what the eight things were that I needed to be happy. And then I just can keep changing them and keep evolving them. And that is how you're happy now. And also, you know, challenging all those, those mindset and mind chatter. It's a big one. Uh, Vision also talks about if then. I do a huddle um, number 16, which is called when thening. Stop when thening. When I get this, then I'll be happy. If I do this, then I'll be happy. You just got to get rid of those, all right? So the part three, again, recoding yourself. And I know I'm going kind of fast, but you can always um, go back and see this later um, at, when you subscribe to the huddle, which is free. But I got to get so much information in. Um, part three, recoding yourself, transforming your inner world. Law number eight create a vision for your future. I talk about visualization, again, vision board, um, having a vision for your future. You know if you have means goals or end goals based on these two little words. A means goal uses the word so. I go to work so I can make money. I make money so I can own a car, I, the fancy car. I want to get the fancy car so I can look important. Um, I can look accomplished. I can look successful. Those are means goals. I want to look successful and feel successful so I will be happy. So now that's the end goal is happiness. And what is happiness? That's how it feels. I want to feel happy. I want to feel appreciative. I want to feel alive. I want to feel like I'm making a difference. I want to feel those things. So let's just get to those things today that it's not about the money. It's not about the car. You can feel happy, grateful, joyous. I promise you without a lot of money, without a lot of, and we've talked about this because we've talked about 
the set point theory. And we've talked about um, lottery winners and how lottery winners usually within a year to two years end up losing all of their money because they don't know how to live with it and they don't know how to be happy with it. And I'm telling you, if you are not happy poor, you will not be happy rich. So you might as well get happy now. And we're going to tell you how. It's super exciting. So have a vision. And there's lots of exercises to have a vision. And we talk about writing it out and um, doing your best possible life, writing that out for five days straight. And research has proven that that actually makes you feel better. So write out what it looks like and what it feels like. And then Vishen asks, and there he does a lot of little videos. If you just YouTube Vishen and the three most important questions, you can see his little videos on these and they're really good. What experiences do you want to have in this lifetime? Now, I really recommend that you break out a piece of paper and a pencil. And if you've been with me for a while, then you know I'm going to ask you to do this. So take out a piece of paper and a pencil and just really quickly answer these questions because this this is what's going to create your vision. This is what you need to do. Don't just have a mere image like uh, surfing or in a relationship, um, you know, going to the movies or even if it's, um, you know, getting on a plane, traveling to Australia, those are super vague. Really get in there and say, what do you want to be doing in Australia? Do you want to be backpacking or do you want to be sitting on the beach? What are those experiences that you want to have in this lifetime before you go? And also, what would you do if you take out that they had that that you needed money uh, to do them? What would you do if you didn't need any money and time and money and, and nothing mattered? What would you do? Because I'm telling you, you can actually create those things. And then I'm going to give you the second one. How do you want to grow? How do you want to grow? Intellectually, your skills. Do you want to learn a new language? Do you want to learn the guitar? Do you want to read a book a week? Jim Quick can help you read a book a day, I'm pretty sure. So all kinds of really amazing people to help you. The, we are living in the most amazing time right now because everything's available to us online and Almost everybody in the world has this access. Even if you just go to the library, you've got the access to all this information for free. And you can learn how to play the guitar for free online. Spiritual, your health. What do you want to do with your health? How do you want to grow? How do you want to be better? How do you want to build your fitness? And how do you want to build so that you live a longer life? How do you want to grow in this life? And then how do you want to contribute? How do you want to contribute to your career? How do you want to contribute to your family? How do you want to contribute to your community? How do you want to contribute to the world? Because I am telling you, there is when people reach that place, that nirvana place in their life where they're doing what they really, really love, it becomes about giving back. And you don't have to wait until you get there to start giving back. It can be doing something as simple as, you know, helping the, the local um, charity or food drive or plant trees in your neighborhood. 
you are going to be amazed at how you feel when you get out of your own self. And actually, there's a lot of research that says if you're feeling down, the one, the fastest way to start feeling better is to go do something for someone else. Put a $5 bill on someone's car or go donate your time um, at the food bank or at the pet shelter. There are a lot of different things that you can do. And when you get out of your own mind and your own struggle, it's amazing how much better you're going to feel. All right. So those are the questions. Again, if you missed them, go to Happier by the Minute and, and subscribe and, and you can find those. So part four, becoming extraordinary changing the world. Yeah, no pressure. But law nine is really great. And be unfwithable. You know what that means. You do not need external validation. And it's about being internally motivated. So you are unfwithable when you are really sure of yourself. And um, one of the people that Vision works with is Marissa Peer, and she is one of the world's leading hypnotherapists, and she does an amazing job of helping you believe and know um, that you are worthy and you are enough. And he talks about self-fueled goals. A good end goal is something you have absolute control over. No one can take it away from you. That's really important. So for example, if your goal is to be um, in a state of gratitude and to be grateful and to feel grateful, you have control over that. Nobody else can take that away from you. Nobody else can take that away from you. You know that I'm going to feel happy when I do a gratitude journal every day or I keep a gratitude jar in my house and my, fill it with my kids. You're going to know that you have control over that goal and no one else can take you away from that. No one can take that away from you. If you want to feel love of your family and do lovely things with your family, no one can take that away from you. You can, can gather them together and you can create those experiences. And again, I talked about Marissa Peer um, and she does a lot of work with just reminding us that we are enough. You are enough. Write it on your hand today, right? Just write it on your hand. Write it on a post-it note. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Put it on your dashboard. You are enough. And now that you know that, you cannot unknow. So it is about reminding ourselves of that. Remind ourselves of that. Number 10, the 10th law, the final law, is to embrace your quest. The most extraordinary people in the world do not have careers. What they have is a calling. And so you will know, you know if you have a career or if you have a calling. And again, there are so many tools and it is just about using them. Show up, be intentional, be intentional with every single day. Even if it's one little thing that you do every day, if it's just starting a gratitude journal. And let me tell you, because one of the next things that you're going to ask me, oh wait, before that, I love this. Um, Dr. Michael Beckwith uh, told this to Vision, behind every problem, there is a question trying to ask itself. Behind every question, there is an answer trying to reveal itself. Behind every answer, there is an action trying to take place. And behind every action, there is a way of life trying to be born. 
It is there. It is there. It is there. I promise you. My life has become so incredibly abundant. And it is with because I asked questions, I answered questions, I took action, and I am telling you, a new way of life was born. But it won't be easy. Most people fail by giving up, not by something that, not by them, but by something. Sorry, most people fail by giving up not by something that stops them. Don't give up. And how do you not give up? Just perseverance, my friends. You just got to keep going. And a lot of people are going to say, okay, well, the, I did a gratitude journal for a week and I don't feel any better. And um, I wrote a thank you letter to people and yeah, they didn't even respond. It didn't really make me feel that good. And I exercised for a whole month and I gave up sugar for a whole month and I didn't lose one pound. My friends, it is not about the one mile or the one month or the one day. This is the journey. This is the journey. It is not the, the end goal. It is not the destination. So find the way to love every day and then stick with all those things every day because it will evolve and have patience. When we know better, we do better. And it takes practice. And that, my friends, is how we become happier by the minute. I hope you enjoyed this because I just have to tell you, I am so grateful every Friday and on my Instagram and Facebook. I'm so excited that you join me and you follow me because I love to share these. And when you show up, it means I got to show up. And if I got to show up, I got to keep doing the work. So I really appreciate that you give me this time. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, whatever you learned from me and from Vision, from anything that we talked about today, please share it because all of these are seeds of happiness that we're planting around the world. And every little bit, you have no idea how much it can change you and other people. So again, hang out with us, practice, learn and practice the tools of positive psychology, and we will be happier by the minute. My friends, thank you so much for joining. I really do value you spending this time with me because I know your time's valuable. Half an hour, in and out. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to Happier by the Minute podcast. Please make the world a better place by sharing this, liking it, leaving a comment, all those things you know that we need to get help us get the message out. So I really appreciate you listening and really appreciate you helping me share the message.